Shalom this evening, saints. I greet you all in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank God for this time, this opportunity that we have joined together in this platform. This is the platform called The Love of Jesus Christ. We are recording live in Johannesburg an area called Rudeport, a small area called Velkhyevel. This is the platform for prayer. This is the platform for warfare. This is the platform to remind ourselves that when we communicate, when we call to God, things are happening. I want you to invite your friends. I want you to invite your sisters, your brothers. I want you to invite somebody that you think you know they need the prayer tonight. The topic that we are dealing with tonight, it says, never lose hope in that situation. Never lose hope. Hallelujah. Never lose hope. Never lose hope in that situation. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 7, And the peace of God which, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God, listen to me, the peace of God, not my peace, not your peace, not somebody else's peace, but the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the peace that we will be praying so that we never lose. Never lose hope in that situation. Yesterday, I want, I want to go back to what we spoke last night. I want to go back to what we spoke about last night. And I want to speak a little bit on, on, on this never lose hope. Hallelujah. You know, I, 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 want, I want us to go back on what we spoke about in Joseph's life. You, you know, last night we, we spoke and Joseph's pain, we said, Joseph's pain was a key to his greatness. Sometimes you go through a pain that will put you in another level. Sometimes we go through a pain that will make you to be somebody different. A pain sometimes in our lives it's needed for that moment to change the atmosphere i i, wa I want to speak in this subject tonight and, and 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 i want to bring it to you 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Wherefore be yet not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You, you can know God's will. Once you, you have a full understanding, God's will in your life, things are starting to change. You, you start to be encouraged. I still strongly believe that Joseph's pain made him to understand God's will. And, and, and the second thing that, I, I, you know, I spoke about Joseph's pain to, last night as the greatest key that made him to find breakthrough. And then I spoke about the second key that I said, Joseph ministered to others in his darkest time. I have found this being a remedy. When you go through your darkest time, it must be the time that you are ministering to others. Joseph did that. But tonight, under this subject, never lose hope in that situation. I want you to learn to listen to your heart. Often when it comes to finding God's will in a situation where we're uncertain where we should begin looking for his voice. As a result, we sometimes go back and forth between various emotions, feelings about something, or instead we try our best to take the most reasonable and the logical approach. First Kings chapter 19, verse 12, but the Lord was not in the fire. I love this scripture. But the Lord was not in that situation. But the Lord was not in the storm. But the Lord was not there. We sometimes go back and forth between various emotion feelings about something or instead we try our best to take the most reasonable and illogical approach. Both emotions and logic can and will play a part in decision-making. So before we talk about where to begin looking for the voice of the Lord, let's discuss briefly how both emotions and logic affect our ability to hear the Lord. Listen to me. When you are going through a situation, it is the time that you must hear the voice of God in that situation. A lot could have been said about emotion. We all have them, and we have all experienced times when they have gotten out of hand. Wrongly followed emotions can either prevent us from accepting God's blessings or, or, or pressure us into things we later wish we wouldn't have avoided. Or we wish we'd have avoided. Or we wish we didn't have got into them. So a vast amount of credit card debt is created simple because of undisciplined emotions. Hallelujah. It's simple. They, they, they are created because of undisciplined emotions. Actually, emotions 
are from God and they are meant to be used to help us relate to him on a personal level. They help us express an appreciation for righteousness or a hatred of sin. They help us from likes and dislikes. They also allow us to express the joy and love for the Lord. However, we can't really, we can't, we can't rely on emotions when it comes to making big decisions. We shouldn't have depend on them to find the will of God because emotions are ever changing, sometimes from day to day or even an hour to hour. Emotions can feel good about something just because it is bright, sunny day or bad about something because the sky is overcast. God doesn't rely on these kinds of constant changing emotions. So when he created human, humanity, he did it through a well-thought-out decision. I love the fact that the Bible is very clear. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, I want us, I want us to, to quickly go there, and then we can understand the, 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 that the emotion did not work there. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, The earth was formless and empty. There was nothing. Darkness was on surface of the deep, and God's spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters, which means everything was dark. Out of that dark position, God said, let there be light, and there was light. He knew very well that I cannot stand this darkness. Actually, emotions, they make us to come up with wrong decisions. God doesn't really rely on them. When, you know, I, I said to you, he thought all the way through eternity and was fully aware of the cost involved. Even in spite of the evils in the world, God has never given up on the humanity. He has remained constant in his decision of creating the world, even when some of the people he lovingly created have rejected him. The other key part of our metal psyche is logic and human reasoning. While some people tend to fall on emotions, so make I mean to, to make decisions, others tend to rely on logic. Just like emotions, logic and intellect are also from God. This is where we get the phrase, use your brain. Logic can help us make sensible choices as we weigh out the facts or prawns and cons in any situation. So logic can help us make wise decisions and help us see the benefits of serving God. Logic helps us understand that eating vegetables is better decision than eating bag of potato chips. You thought maybe I'll say meat. I let me spare you with your meat. Just like emotions, however, logic can be our sole method of finding the will of God. This is because God doesn't operate by the limited power of human logic. He operates by faith. When overemphasized, our logical intellect becomes one of the greatest enemies of the anointing. This is because it can reason us out of God's promise and blessings. God's blessings come because of our faith and ability to believe them. Even when all the natural facts don't like 
don't line up. Even when the, all the natural facts, they don't make sense. So we definitely need to use our God-given ability for logical reasons. However, we can look so excessively hard at all facts and explanations until we reason in the miraculous and unacceptable things of God right out of our lives. So many people miss out on some incredible miracles because of logic. Tonight, we're going to be prophesying upon your life. We will speak the power of God to say, never lose hope in that situation. And we will speak upon your life. And, 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 and the Lord said, I need to prepare your heart to say, you must know it is not according to the logic. Most people, they are more apt to question the legitimacy of a miracle than they are willing to look for a reason to believe in it. They are stuck in their heads. But the supernatural is not limited by the boundaries of the metal logic. Scientists have spent decades using logic to try to explain why it is impossible for the parting of the Red Sea or the story of Noah's Ark to have happened. Of course, by natural scientific methods, these things are impossible. These occurrences may not be remotely explainable, but God isn't bound to the facts and laws of physical science. You can't figure him out that way. Often you just have to believe him when nothing adds up. And I'm saying right in your situation, I want you to believe God as much as it looks like things are not adding up. Had only God looked at logic when it came to creating us, the negative could have easily made it look like he should avoid creating humanity. So to logically thinking, the negatives will have outweighed the, the positives. But God did not make his decisions based on logic. And we are all thankful for that. So though we can see that both emotions and logic will take part in our decision making, they aren't fully dependable when it comes to finding God's will for us. They are only there to aid us. Look at Joseph. He gets into the prison. He makes a decision that says, I will be in this prison as if I'm outside. Look at Joseph. He's sold by his brothers. I think even as much as it is not biblically written, on the way when he was traveling with the Ishmaelites, and probably he just said, let me join their conversations. So although we can see that both emotions and logic will, will take part in our decision making, they aren't fully dependable when it comes to finding God's will for us. They are only there to aid us. Where we need to first look for the answers we seek is deep down in our spirits where the Holy Spirit dwells. We need to learn how to rely on our in-person where the Spirit of God is and then let things like emotions and intellect come alongside to aid and confirm what our spirit is telling us. Hallelujah. You know, I, I will never forget, forget the time after we've started Jesus Christ Family Fellowship Center. 
and, 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 and as we were going through, there came a lady who was coming all the way from Kimberley, and she had a problem with, with the cancer, and they were about to, 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 to remove a certain part in her body that I cannot mention right now. When they were about to remove this tumor, and, 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 and I said, can we pray for you? Can you come seven times and we pray? And she said, seven times. And when the seven times come, the doctor will have already operated me. And then I said, can we stop thinking what the doctors say? Can we take what God is saying? Surely the lady came seven times and she was prayed for. When she went back, the doctor said, it looks like the tumor is disappearing. Can we give you another three months? And then I still said to her, can you come another seven times? When she went back, the tumor had disappeared. I will never forget the story of one lady who used to live not far in Western area, who had the, 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 the tuberculosis in the bones. And, and, and when she came, she was carried with the wheelbarrow. And she could not move. She was not bathing for weeks because the moment she gets into the water, the, the, the bones will be, you know, will be tight. She's not even going to be able to move. And they will also be very painful. The Holy Spirit says, put the washing basin. She must put in the, the feet inside the water. And the water is what it causes her to have more pains. And we did that. And the lady was completely healed. Just by believing God. Yes. Those days is when our church was tiny, clad. And uh, I remember we're in a blue and white tent. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I, I think everybody who was there was moving by faith. And nobody wanted to be influenced by anything, but we wanted to be influenced by faith. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I am not taking for granted what you are going through. In every situation, challenging times will arise. Even when we are in God's will, challenging times comes. Yet when people hear from God inside themselves, without all kinds of people or other outside sources influencing what they are sensing, it builds their faith to remain steadfast, even though the times are tough. They also become more confident that they can hear from God for themselves during those times when outside input simple isn't available. I want to say to you tonight, in your very same situation, I want you to trust God. I want you to trust God as if there is nothing else that lives. Because when you learn to hear the word of God within you and within your spirit, where the Holy Spirit dwells, you will also find that not only do you become more confident of his voice, but that you are less influenced by the wrong thinking. This is, of course, 
doesn't mean that we don't need the input of others, but it means the input of God must be more. We absolutely need people to speak into our lives and we will discuss them, I mean, discuss things with them in a logic. But when it comes to hearing from God, the voice comes right at that time. The supernatural takes place because when we live in the supernatural well of God, the spirit of God within us, we excel in so many things. Hallelujah. We, 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 we are going to pray tonight. And, and, and as we pray, I, I want you to say to yourself, I am trusting God in my situation, irrespective of what is your situation. But I want you to say to yourself, God said, let there be light, and the light was there. God saw the light and saw it was good. Right in the formless situation, right in the empty situation, right in the dark situation, the darkness always wants to hover. The darkness always wants to cover. The darkness wants always to be over the surface. But this is where God said, let there be light. And there was light. Right in your situation tonight, I want to tell you God is speaking to it. Irrespective of how dark it looks like. Irrespective of how dark it might be, irrespective of how formless and empty it is, but God is speaking to that situation. It will have shape tonight. We will pray tonight. We will pray for this situation. Hallelujah. And I want you to say to yourself, my situation is formless and empty, but God said, let it be the light, and there was light. God said, let it be the light, and there will be a light. It can be so formless in such a way that you're looking for a shape. Say to yourself, I don't think it is square or round or triangle. Formless, but the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you right in this situation. God is with you right in this situation. Listen to me. I am not just speaking to you so that you can be encouraged. I'm not speaking to you that you can be positive. But I'm speaking to you to be blessed. Let there be light. And there was light. God called the light day. And the darkness. He called it the night. You might be going through a night. But I want to tell you, God has said in your situation, let it be light. Let it be light. There are some expenses that God goes through for your sake. And that is that night is tonight. That he has decided to say, your situation, it looks like you are not going to make it. But I want to tell you, you're going to make it. Your situation can be formless and empty, but God said, let there be light. And there is light that is coming upon your life. There is light that is coming upon you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The book of Isaiah chapter 61 verse 7. For your shame you shall have a double. <laughs> For your shame you shall have a double. Isaiah 61 verse 7. For your shame, you shall have a double. There might be people that want you to go through the shame. There might be people that want you to experience the shame. But I want to declare upon your life tonight and say, For your shame shall be a double. And for your confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you ever stood on a position and you say, I need a double. I need an extra. The more the mirror. Hallelujah. More spiritually than you can realize, the more the enemy rises up and fights you. God is a God of more than enough. One of the names of God is El Shaddai, which literally means Almighty, most powerful. The Lord bountifully supplies and he rewards those who diligently seek him with their whole heart. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. And I want to, to, to say to you tonight, you must be the one that is seeking him. I have even great news for you tonight. The word of God promises that in exchange for your shame, you will receive a double blessing. In other words, God is all about to give you a double for your trouble. A double for your trouble. There is a double for your trouble. There is a double for your trouble. Have you ever been in a position when the people were thinking about your demotion, but your demotion turns into a promotion? The prophet Elisha asked for a double portion of the anointing that was on the life of his mentor, Elijah. God honored his request. See in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2, verse 9 to 14. Furthermore, the Bible says that Job received double after his affliction. 2 Kings, chapter 2, verse 9 to 14. Elijah was asking for a double portion. Job received a double after his affliction. Listen to me. This situation that you're going through, never give up. Never give up tonight. Never give up tomorrow. I don't know when is your situation that is going to face you face to face. But I'm saying even when it is the last night, when at the, at the last hours of the night, you are counting the hours, you are saying tomorrow is coming. But I'm saying to you, don't give up. Don't settle for just enough when we serve God who longs to pour out more than enough. <clears throat> I believe that you're going to receive a double portion of grace. I believe that you're going to receive a double portion of grace. You're going to receive a double portion of favor. You're going to receive a double portion of anointing. The anointing that is coming upon your life. It is anointing of a double portion. Anointing upon your life as you seek God with your whole heart. 
it's a double portion. God is God of double. The question is, are you ready to receive? Listen to me. Religious tradition has taught us that we are supposed to be modest and not ask for much. But this is not what the Bible tells us to do. Jesus said, ask you shall receive that your joy may be full. John chapter 16, verse 24. God wants us to be full, to overflowing. This is the abundant life that Jesus came to, to give us, according to the book of John chapter 10, verse 10. Are you ready to receive a double portion in every area of your life? Are you ready to receive a power of a double portion that is about to happen upon your life? Let me tell you, there is a supernatural favor that is coming upon you. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The book of Joshua chapter 6 verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Hallelujah. The Lord has given you even the very same place that you have been afraid to approach. Even the very same walls that you have been thinking that are not going to happen in your life. I want to tell you there is something that is about to happen in your life. Jericho was known for its fortified walls. For the Israelites, Jericho was a barrier between them and the promised land. For us, the walls of Jericho represents limitations so that many of us have experienced at various points in this journey called life. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Praise mighty God. Hallelujah. You know, today, I am in another house, the house of a very powerful woman of God, the house of Mamaneria Ramate. We are, we are releasing the anointing. And, and, and uh, you know what moved me? When we are done with the anointing, she releases a seed. As I catch the seed on my hands, and the Holy Spirit says, the Jericho walls will not block her children's children. The Jericho walls will not block the generation that is flowing from her. And the Jericho walls, and, and, and when we move out of that house with Prophet Israel, and I'm saying to her, do you know what? This woman, at her age, she releases a seed. Unknowingly that the seed that she releases, it is the seed that is going to reach a 10th generation. When the 10th generation is unable to speak for themselves, but a seed that woman has released is going to speak. This is how the supernatural things are operating. This journey that is called life it wants you to face your Jericho walls. So it is important to remember that walls are built for only two purposes. To keep something out, to keep something in. To keep something out, to keep something in. I want to tell you tonight, your, your Jericho walls are falling in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
And the Lord is saying to you, see, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of Valor. The Lord is saying, the walls that have been blocking your success, they are broken down tonight. The walls that have been bro blocking your great destiny, they are blocked tonight. How many years of your life have been surrounded by walls? How many times has God promised you something and all of a sudden you face spiritual opposition or resistance? Hallelujah. I want to tell you I'm a prime candidate for an Operation Jericho mission. I want to tell you there's an Operation Jericho mission tonight. It is time to bring those walls down. It is time to break down the Jericho walls. The biggest breakthrough you have ever, ever seen, experienced, is just beyond the walls of opposition and limitation. God is calling you to experience so much more. If you truly realize that your greatest blessing was closer to you than it has ever been, would you be willing to give up so easily? I want to tell you, don't give up so easily tonight. I want to tell you, don't give up so easily. If you have realized your greatest blessings was closer to you than ever before, will you give up easily? And the answer is absolutely not. The enemy of your soul knows that you are about to experience breakthrough like you can't even imagine therefore he has attempted to hit you with everything he can however i have good news for you he has failed miserable that wall in front of your future that wall in front of your blessings that wall in front of your children that wall in front of you is coming down all you have to do is believe God's word and keep moving forward. Listen to me. God moves with those who have unshakable faith. Amen. Keep marching towards the promise. Keep declaring God's faithfulness and shouting his praises. And suddenly you will see victory. Keep moving. Keep shouting. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. And then I was, I, was, I was just reminded tonight as we are driving out of Pastor Neria's house. And then I said, it has been 19 years. She has been a faithful giver. 19 years that I have met with her. She has been a faithful offerer. There was a time when our church was a little tiny church. Today, we are in a building that is worth 7 million rands. Before we bought that building, we are coming from a tiny, smaller Yana places. During that time, she will bring all her offering forth. I will never forget when the people were, 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 were retrenched from where she was working. And right during the time of retrenchment, when she was approaching retirement, and she came and she said, I cannot be retrenched at this time. I need to work here until I retire. 
And she said, I'm going to release a seed of faith. I'm not preaching faith. I'm not, I mean, I'm not preaching seed. I'm preaching faith today. I'm saying right then, never lose hope in that situation. She came, she brought the seed, and she said, even when others leave, I'm not leaving. <clears throat> she remained in that position until she retired. I have a good news for you. The devil has failed to take you out. The devil has failed to bring down your family. The devil has failed to bring down your child. Hallelujah. Keep marching towards the promise. Keep marching towards the promise. Keep declaring God's faithfulness. Shouting his praises. And suddenly you will see victory. Don't lose hope because it looks like tonight is dark. The light, the light, the light is coming. Yes, there is darkness that is hovering. There is darkness that is covering. There is shapeless situation in front of you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your faithfulness in every area of our lives. Thank you for launching an Operation Jericho mission over our lives and destiny. We boldly declare that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Nothing will stand in our way. Nothing will stand in our breakthrough. I declare that your Lord, you Lord, you Lord, our good, our God, you Lord, our God, you are mighty, you are powerful in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare that you, Lord, are good and your mercies endure forever. I declare that all hindrances, blockages, barriers are broken right now in the mighty name of Jesus. As I move forward in faith, I thank you for bold confidence and enhancement spiritual sight that enables us to recognize and yield to your mighty hand working in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Father, tonight. We thank you for this supernatural move that you say, even in this situation, we must continue to trust you. Hallelujah. You know, since I can speak from my personal experience that few things have been more vital to my walk with the Lord than the spiritual discipline of getting on my knees before him every time I find an opportunity. Hallelujah. The time I spent speaking to him, the Lord has taught me that hard way is the best way to cement excellence in Christian practices in one's lives to repeat them day by day by day, building habits that have not just lifelong impact, but an eternal life. I challenge you this day. I challenge you tonight that you must spend your life in prayer. To this end, I have crafted times I have written prayers. I have been able to put together prayers 
that I pray with my understanding, that I speak with my full understanding, and I have put together prophetic words that I declare upon my situation. I challenge you today to take this night very seriously, to take the time of reading the word of God very seriously. And I want to tell you today, you're going to crack those walls. You're going to crack each and every wall. You're going to crack each and every wall that is blocking your success. Hallelujah. The book of Luke chapter 24, verse 30 to 31. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. Hallelujah. I think Jesus he vanished like hide and seek. I think you know hide and seek. You have also played it. Or well, at least if you if you have played hide and seek, your age um, is displayed. Because the game involves choosing your, I mean, closing your eyes and counting to a certain number while your friends run and hide. Once you finish counting, you are supposed to shout, ready, you know. And you start looking. If your friends are really, really good, they can hide from you in plain sight. But when they crawl out from under the couch and slip out of the closet desk towards base, your eyes are opened and you look and you will see exactly. That looks like little the experience of the disciples when they just opened their eyes to see him for who really he was in Luke 24. Prior to this experience, the disciples had limited perspective. And I want you to open your eyes today. I want you to see Jesus for who really is. They saw him as the teacher, the prophet, the rabbi, but not the son of God. In an essence, Christ was hidden from them in plain sight. But after their eyes were opened, they were illuminated to the truth of his heavenly identity. Surely, after this experience, Jesus vanished out of their sight, natural sight, that is it. But the revelation of who he was remained. Now the disciples could see him even more clearly in his absence than when he was physically present. They knew exactly who and where he was. The word opened comes from the Greek word dianogo, which means to open one's soul, to arouse understanding. In that moment, the disciples received supernatural understanding. Many of us need a similar revelation of who Jesus really is. This is a spiritual sight, must be go beyond our religious experiences to, 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 to a deeper and a more profound revelation. It doesn't matter. You can be going to church every Sunday, sitting on that chair every Sunday, going back, remaining the same. Jesus never being revealed to you. This spiritual sight must go beyond our religious experience 
to a deeper and a more profound revelation. God desires to open our eyes in the spiritual realm so that we will be able to understand and comprehend the will and the purpose of God for our lives. Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know that it is the hope of his calling that, that what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What will happen if our loved one received a revelation of the risen Christ that he alone can, can forgive our sins and bring eternal life? What will have happened if we did? Once we and the people we love open our eyes to the truth of the risen Christ, we will experience the supernatural power of God in our lives. Listen to me. Propheta, prophet, prophet Elisha is together with the servant. They are surrounded in front of them. They can see the, the, the multitudes of army that they were with them. And their situation, they were about to lose hope in that situation. And, the, and, 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 and Elisha says to the servant, in fact, he does not even speak to the servant. The servant is complaining. He's worried. I want to say to you, don't be worried. I'm going to pray right now. Father, open his eyes. May he see who surrounds us. The servant of Elisha, when his eyes were opened, he realized who were with him, who were with them. He started to rejoice. And I want you to tell you, you will rejoice. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. I thank you for who you are, all that you have done in our lives. Thank you for opening our spiritual eyes to see the reality of Jesus in our lives. I declare that my loved ones, the ones that are, com are connected with me, are illuminated by your truth and transformed by the power of your life. I declare that I walk in the supernatural understanding and an enlightenment in every area of my life. All spiritual blindness, darkness, and confusion must leave our lives right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your word is lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. According to the book of Psalms, 119 verse 105, therefore I declare that the word of God enlightens our decisions, enlightens our thinking, enlightens our family, and enlightens our finances. Every area in our lives is blessed because of the light of your word shining in through it. Our future and destiny are brighter because of your truth. I declare that we will no longer yield to deception, falsehood, or wickedness in any area of our lives. Jesus Christ, I declare that you are the Lord of life. I long to follow you and I long to be with you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare and decree that from this day forward, I will see you in the way the word reveals you. My mind is opened. My soul is aroused to the revelation of Jesus Christ. Father, I want to thank you today. Father, I thank you because you said you will bless us exceedingly abundantly. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21, 
Now unto him that is able to exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus through all ages, world without end. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, saints, my passion and my prayer is that may all those who call themselves Christians, may they really experience the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Abandon they are experiencing the presence of other people more. They are enjoying more the presence of Papa. They've never experienced, they've never took time, seven days of prayer, fasting with no food, no drinking water, and saying, I want to experience the presence of God. In the book of John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he says, I come that they might have life and that might have it more abundantly. This sounds good. But what does the abundant life look like? Let's look into these two interesting words. Life and abundantly. The word life comes from the Greek word zoe, which means the absolute fullness of life. The word for abundantly used in the biblical account is the Greek word perisos, which means over and above, more than it necessarily super, you know, superseded. Simply put, God wants us to enjoy eternal life, supernatural, superseding life, over and above, more than necessary, exceedingly normal measure. This is how it sounds. The problem is that most of us, we relegate eternal life to some future experience when in fact believers are called to enjoy a supernatural life here now. You don't have to wait until you die to experience eternal life. God doesn't desire for us to be buried get along while we wait for the sweet by sweet. Question is, how do we enjoy this life? Paul, in his epistle in the book of Ephesians, wrote, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. This phrase, exceeding abundantly, is the same term Jesus used to describe the life he came to give us. In other words, God desires for us to live above all circumstances, above all pains, above all fear, above all sicknesses, above all rejection, and any other limitation presented to us in the natural realm. Hallelujah. He wants us to experience an overcoming life, a life of true victory. The key is found in the phrase that says, according to the power that worketh in us, if we want to enjoy the abundant love, we must place a demand on it by faith, according to the power of the Spirit that is working in us. The greater the demand, greater the supply. Amen. 
That is what Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21 says. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21. The greater the demand, the greater the supply. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, who died and overcame death, who rose from the dead, who seated on the right-hand side of God in heaven. I thank you for your amazing love towards us. Lord, I have realized that is your will for me to live in the abundant life for which Jesus died to give me. I recognize that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but you have come to impart your eternal life to me. You have come to impart that life to me right now. Don't have to wait for another joy benefits someday because you have caused me to walk in the supernatural every day. I declare that your supernatural power is at work inside of me. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly in my life through the power of your word operating in my inner being. I declare that the sickness, poverty, disease, and oppression are broken by the power of the Holy Ghost that is working in me. I will never live beneath the abundant life that we have provided for me. I am no longer limited by circumstances or problems, but I operate in the unlimited God's power. I live victorious life, and there are no forces in heaven or earth greater than the Holy Spirit that is living within me. I will never be depressed. I will never be afraid. I will never be bound again. I declare that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives within me and quickens every area of my life in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I love what the Bible says in the book of 3 John chapter 2, verse 2. Beloved, I wish all things above thou mayst prosper and be in health as thy soul prospereth. When the psalmist prayed for his beloved city of Jerusalem, a city that symbolizes the presence of God with the Israelites, he prayed specifically for peace. Pray for peace of Jerusalem in the book of Psalms 122 verse 6. Why peace? We might immediately think of peace from conflict or ceasefire, and that is certainly true. However, the Hebrew word for peace packs more than English term. Peace in Hebrew is shalom, which means the wholeness, completeness, and prosperity. Shalom is all encompasses term for well-being and restoration on every level. And I want to say to you tonight, shalom. Shalom to everyone that is connected. Shalom to everyone that is hearing my voice right now. Shalom to everyone that will be connected to this. Shalom to everyone that will ever listen to this. Even if you will listen to it in the next 10 years, I say shalom upon your life. Hallelujah. If God is for us, who can be against us? It is God's will, saints, that you and I too have a shalom, that we prosper in every area in our lives. The most important form of prosperity is the prosperity that takes place in our soul. This is what the Apostle John was alluding to in his third epistle when he writes this wish that his readers will prosper even as their souls prosper. Hallelujah. I love the Greek word that is used here 
for prosper is eoduo, which means to grant a prosperous and exigious journey to lead by a direct and easy way. God wants us to have everything that we need in order to do everything that he has called us to do. Imagine a farmer that doesn't possess plowing equipment or a painter without a paintbrush. They wouldn't get much done. In a similar way, we need shalom to be able to get anything done. We are declaring prosperity every time we say shalom. God doesn't want us to be lacking in any area of our lives, especially our souls. This means that God wants us to have shalom in our minds. God wants us to have shalom in our decisions. God wants us to have shalom in our emotions. These are the three areas that I spoke about when we started. The more peace we have in our soul, the more we will experience outward success and abundance in our lives. Remember, prosperity is from the inside out, not the outside in. Shalom to you in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, right now, I declare and decree a shalom upon each and everyone that is connected to this platform, this podbean, this podcast, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for your peace and prosperity in every area of our lives. Jesus, I know that we are the Prince of Peace. Therefore, I declare that your supernatural peace floods our souls. I command all fears, chaos, confusion, and despair to leave us now. I declare that we are complete and whole in every area of our lives. I have been justified by faith through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I have peace with God. I declare that anything and everything that is contrary to peace in our lives is neutralized by the powerful name of Jesus Christ. I declare and decree that I walk in a divine prosperity. I have an abundant peace, resources, and blessings. There is nothing missing and there is nothing broken in any area of our lives because of the powerful name of Jesus Christ. I am no longer a slave to chaos. I am not a slave to confusion. Circumstances no longer determine my level of peace within because I am prosperous on the inside. I have victorious and a productive mental attitude. All negativity and every cynicism must leave my thoughts right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you say, you said, you will keep me in perfect peace in my mind was stayed on. Therefore, I declare that I have perfect peace and I walk in biblical prosperity. There is no lack and insufficiency in any area of our lives. Your word declares that you give to us richly all things to enjoy. And therefore we rejoice in your goodness and abundant provision in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We thank you, Lord. That we are free indeed. You have set us free from all confusions of this world. We bless you, mighty God. We bless you, 
Jesus. Yes, my God. We bless you, Yeshua Hamashiach. We magnify your name, Lord. Oh, we thank you today. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, powerful God. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We praise you, Adonai. We praise you, Karosh. Glory to God. Hallelujah, O Lord. Adonai Ahuvi. Oh, we bless you, my Father. We bless you, mighty God. We bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Oh. 